Hello, governors. Hello. Hello, governors and non-governors. Wait, I didn't get to tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm already going Is this about voting? Defense. No, no, no. <laughs> Why would it be about voting? I don't know. Governors. Uh, Governors? I don't know. That was like a couple weeks ago we voted. I don't know what date it is. <laughs> it feels like November has like shot by. Yeah, what was November? I don't even know. What were you going to yeah. say? Big month. <laughs> well, I feel like I already, I'm starting with like a cold opening thing already off the bat. Because <laughs> I didn't get to finish telling you because uh, my ADHD decided to change to a different conversation. That's okay. Um, but... When I texted you that I was here, yeah, and Benjamin came and got me, mm-hmm. I was looking at my phone and I thought it was you. Oh my like, god! Even like from up there, like I didn't fully realize it still wasn't him, even when he opened the door. And as <laughs> soon as he opened it, I went, "Hello, governor." Oh <laughs> no! He's probably like, "What the heck?" And then I like walked up the steps. He was like, "Tiffany's upstairs," and I was like, "Oh, you're not Tiff." It, it was like, for, like it took was, you like, that long to realize. It took me that long to realize his <laughs> hair's longer than mine, and also he's not me. <laughs> He's significantly well, taller. Well, it's dark He's not outside. a woman. It's dark outside because of the daylight savings Well, you're not wearing your glasses. So, yeah. I'm wearing them I right get now, it. though. You look cute. I'm being studious. You're giving studious. You yeah. look cute. Wait, I don't know. This is so off topic. But did you see people, like, saying for their caption for Thanksgiving, they're going to say it's giving thanks? Yes, I think that was a caption last year. That is. I, I'm not in the loop, but that's very cute. <laughs> it's giving thanks. It's giving thanks. Exactly. We are back, everybody. We're back. We're backing at it. This is episode three of season seven of the yep. Mystery Files. See Mystery Files. I'm Logan Lamaster. And I'm Tiffany Walker. And we're the Mystery Files. <laughs> the Mystery Files. Gung, gung, gung. Um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to everybody because we were talking about this too. Mm-hmm. We have been doing some numbers lately in our streams. Hey. So thank you guys so much. Yeah, shout out for listening. Thank you guys. Um, You all really, really liked the All-Stars Halloween special. Yes, that, thank you. You guys ate that up. They did. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah, no, we appreciate you so much. It was that was a really fun episode to do, which means we're mm-hmm. gonna have to do stuff similar to that again. Yes, we definitely soon. have a couple that stole up our sleeves from the old episode, so I'm sure we can. Oh yeah, I have a couple still in my in, in my Google, Google Docs, Docs. <laughs> my archives. I'm so scared of what like your Google Drive looks like. <sighs> it's horrendous. Like, it's pretty disgusting. The amount have, of stuff. Like, five emails of the stores. Yeah, since we, like, ran out, like, so guys, many times. I'm the most unorganized person, and then if you look at my emails, like. On one email, there will be about, like, 56,000 emails. So that's why I have so many email addresses, because I, I can't keep track of that many. All the unreads. It's it's stressful. No, it's stressful it's, being me. I, I hate trying to clean out my email and, like, trying to look through all of that stuff. I have, I have not set foot in my Google Drive in a long time. How many emails do you say? How many do you have? How many e- emails right now? Unread. On Unread? Yeah, like, when you open your email, okay. how many does it say, casually? Like, are we talking, like, the main email that I use most of the time? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever one. I use the one from when I was 14. Okay. Uh, I'm just curious, because one. all of mine have way too many. The... Come on, load. Load it up. Load it up, governors. The 1,247. Only 1,000? 1, <laughs> What's yours? I just said 50,000-something. Oh. For That's one of mine, for one of my emails, it's just one singular email. Yeah, and I have how, what did I say, four or five. Well, I get anxious and I start like deleting stuff. I'm Thing like, is, oh, I right. delete mine sometimes. 
Sometimes. But, but the thing is, I remember I went to a dinner one time, and we all were comparing all of our emails, because we were like, eh, how many do you have unread? And I was casually like, oh, 50,000, and they were like, Tiffany. And like, seek help. Seek help. I need help, <laughs> clearly. What am I supposed to do with that many emails? I, I literally can't in my entire lifetime. That's why I can rely on you for stuff. That's why I think uh, whenever we posted, <laughs> there was like some lost tape episodes, <laughs> no, no. Uh, the, like from the summer tapes. And you were yeah. like, oh, I have that. I have that. You're like, I have this in this like back corner. Of, like, I also have no drive. space. <laughs> I also have no space. Are we surprised? My Google Photos, my Google Drive, my hard drives, my computer. None of it. None of it has space. Yeah, guys, we were supposed to record this episode. Oh, my God. Right now. That, yeah. What was that sudden? Wait, no. Friday. Thursday? Mm-hmm. Thursday. Thursday, because we were together this week. Yeah. Today is Tuesday, for Today's the record, Tuesday. of the next week. Of the next week. <laughs> we were supposed to record this last week on Thursday, I think is what we came down to. And we were, <laughs> we didn't have any space, and we have issues with technology. Yeah. Hence our last episode, probably its quality, wasn't, wasn't top tier for the watcher, yeah. because I had to use video audio, but yeah, I, if you I, notice, I, that's what was up. I think I have a disclaimer on the bottom of that episode that literally mm-hmm. says, sorry for the background noise, our microphone audio bust in with an exclamation point. Well, the thing is, I was so frustrated trying to edit that episode because we did have some normal audio, mm-hmm. but the thing was, I was trying to sync it up with the video, and there'd be times where, like, just 10 or 20 seconds would just be missing from the audio. Like, it'd go click, and then it would just be gone, and then it would jut to, like, 20 or 30 <laughs> seconds after, so, like, there was no way to sync it up because it happened so many times throughout it. Oh my god, so, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine, like, being oh. all fancy with that, especially, like, now that we're in video and you, like, sync up, like, oh this gosh. audio to the video audio. Well, I... the thing is, it's easy when you have, like, a stream of, like, this is all the same thing, but once it starts yeah. messing up, there's literally no way to fix it. If it's that many times it goes out of sync, because you don't know where it's going out of sync. Yeah. You have to like, go and calculate time. it. Like, I fixed it, like, six times, and then there was still some mess-ups. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, not doing this it's anymore. A it's a wrap. So that's when I just used the audio from the video. <laughs> So if that's why it sounds weird, we apologize. But we do hope you enjoyed that episode because it was a lot of fun. That was a really fun one. So. People seem to really like it. Like I said, every time you do a case, people are like, yeah. Well, Woo. listen, they're going to love this one. I don't know what it is, but they're going to love it. I'm going to call out our listeners for a second also. <laughs> Hold on. We don't even put in the description of the episode whose, whose episode it is. Yeah. Like maybe you guys start to pick up on it. Like the vibe. You know, we take turns. Yeah. Like, you know my episode comes, then the next one you know is going to be Tiffany. They're so waiting. if some of you have been listening to the episode, realizing <laughs> it's me, and then going, okay, I'm going to wait till next week because I know it'll be <gasps> Tiffany. That's shady. You guys are rats for that. I don't know if anyone's doing that. That might be my anxiety talking. No. I don't think they are. Out here, I don't think they are. Skipping episodes of mine. <laughs> I, I hope they're not. Guys, don't. Wink. It's okay. Wink. Wink. Don't not it's listen. Okay. No, I listen to both. I've accepted that you're the favorite of the podcast. I'm not the favorite. <laughs> you are the comedy, and I am the I'm the silly goose. Should that be the question of the day for this episode when we post it? Uh, like, who's your favorite? Stop. That's going to start a fight. That's what that's going to do. We're not going to send favorites. That's like if a parent asks, like, tells their favorite kid. I have, I have a favorite sibling. Well, that's different. You're not a parent. Mm. Or like a guardian saying, ah, yeah. oh, it's my favorite kid. Well, I feel like if I, if I was... Parents say they don't have a favorite, but they're lying. But they the thing is, if a kid knows that your parent has a favorite, there's going to be some, like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. like, I hate That's you true. type some vibes. Tension, some tension. Mm-hmm. I don't want tension. If I have kids, I, I'd probably have a favorite. 
I saw this TikTok of these people who are saying they tell all their kids their favorites and take them out on little dates. So they think like they're really important to the parent. So then all their kids behave for them because they think they're special. But then all of them are getting the same equal treatment. But none of them know about it. I'm like, that is genius and scary. That's scary because, like, what if they end up talking? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they all think they're, like, real special because, like, they're going out with their parents and the other yeah. siblings don't know. And they think that's the only one that's <laughs> happening. It too. They seem, they feel special, but they're just not. That goes over just as well as, like, um, in professional jobs whenever they say, hey, don't talk about, like, your pay with other yeah. workers. And then you realize, like, wait a second. You should be. getting paid that? You should be talking about yeah. your pay. You should, you be, should be talking be. about your pay. The thing is, one of you is getting goofed. Yeah. You well, don't want to be that person. Well, Taking that to the kids, like that's mm-hmm. a whole other thing. Like if they end up talking to each other, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Someone's getting fired. No one's gonna be no one's favorite someone's now. Get, someone's getting put up for adoption. Oh no. <laughs> oh. All right. Welcome to this week's episode, guys. Uh, yes. It is Logan. So if you need to click off. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, kidding. I'm I'm going to uh, <laughs> do something a little different that we've never done before. Scandal. And you know this, I texted you about it. What? Oh yes, yes, that it's like. I'll let you explain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, I will be covering two cases. Bum, bum, dun, bum. Dun, dun. This wow. might go over well. We might reach to the hour mark. It might be three hours. We don't know. It's not. That's safe. fine. No you do you. Um, See if we have space, but you do you. Yeah. So maybe all of you who don't listen to my episode will actually like that one. Because <gasps> it's more than one mystery. <laughs> you get double whammyed. Right? You're welcome. Exactly. But yeah, no. So I just, I want to try it out. We've, I don't think we've ever done more than one mystery on a regular episode before. I don't yeah. think so. Other like than we, campfire stories, but that's yeah. like... Yeah. Other than, like, the idea of, like, a concept, and we will tell stories within a concept. Yeah. But never, like, two separate mysteries. Yeah. They Both of these things have, like, similar attachments to each other. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out which one did I want to do. Yeah. There's one that's going to be the more focal point which is the one we'll talk about first. Okay. Um, and then there's a smaller case that they kind of, they don't tie together, but they have similar vibes, I guess you could say. Okay. So, I'm excited. Yeah, okay. so I feel like maybe should I, we'll, I'll just introduce the first one. Okay. We'll go through it and then I'll introduce the second one. Alrighty, so do you want two drum rolls or just like? I would like two. So you said we'll, I deserve two. I deserve two drum rolls. As, you do, I've you been do. a good boy this week. You're welcome. I, I deserve a little you. treat of two drum rolls. You deserve a little treat. All okay, right. Would you like give me a little drum roll, please? Yes, I would. You ready, Freddy? Yes, I am. Okay. This week on case number one of the Mystery Files, we will be discussing the case of the Golem. Oh, I don't know the what golem? that is. The Golem? 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 Is, golem? That a, is that from that uh, Lord of the Rings? <laughs> golem? That, that thing's called Golem. Okay, but good. Yes. Then I, I'm aware. I'm, I'm aware uh, universally. That's okay. I've never seen Lord of the Rings, so I, 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 I just know pop culture. I've fallen asleep during Lord of the Rings. Does that count? Yeah. I've heard the, I, the flutes. I'm still so sad. I This is this is so off topic. Yeah. We just discovered the case, but um, <laughs> I want a cute boy to just show me Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. I've never seen either, and I have, I've held off on it so I could go on a cute little date Aww. where they showed me it. And it hasn't happened. And I was this close, Tiffany. Oh, You know, my I was this gosh. close. Yeah. And I didn't get it again. So I'm just thinking, maybe I just need to watch them myself at this point. Logan, you should have watched Star Wars. It was showing all week at the theater. You didn't tell me. We could have had a date. Well, they might be still be showing. What day is it today? 23rd? Tuesday. Oh, it's still showing tomorrow. Let's go. Oh, Aww. Wait, I don't think I'm busy tomorrow. 
I'm, I'm going home for Thanksgiving. Actually. Oh, boo. Boo. Right. Being thankful. Anyway, but you could have no. gone on your date then. Well, you wouldn't have seen them all in one day, but still. <laughs> no, but um, the golem is, uh, I'll get into it, like, inside of the case, but those are, it, they're, like, the clay creatures you'll see. Oh, um, okay. Like, they're creatures that are, like, made completely out of clay. They come to life, question mark? Yeah, they come to life. They've been okay. in, like, a lot of different, like, historical stuff. So, I Ooh. guess, like, for example, I just, um, just, like, a quick, uh, idea of it a golem is a creature that is formed out of a lifeless substance such as dust or earth that is brought to life by ritual incantations mm. and sequences of hebrew letters that's cool um, it's a jewish uh folklore story i love that mm-hmm. so like this for example whoa yes they look familiar yeah. is there some pop culture like a movie that was in or something so many things <sighs> So many things the golem has. Been oh, in. I'll make a connection eventually. There's one yes. specific thing I'm thinking of, but I can't place it. Mm-hmm. So where we're going to be talking about most of the stuff about the golem, the golem, however you prefer to call it, mm-hmm. um, is coming from grunge.com. Grunge.com. Grunge Probably, yeah. Grunge has a lot of quirky little stuff in it. And quirky they do a really things. good job. So go check out the article as well. Um, all right, so. Steeped in Jewish folklore, the basic story of the golem typically follows a given path. A highly intelligent, learned person, usually a rabbi, creates a being out of clay to serve the Jewish community. Mm. That being is then given a sort of uh, life after a person carves or or otherwise installs a mystical phrase like the secret name of God onto the creature's body. Mm. It awakens as a golem. Though it's silent, it's tremendously strong and not terribly thoughtful. Often something goes awry, like a poorly worded command, and the golem turns from a helpful protector to a community menace. Ew. It's a creature is then forced to put the creature down, often by altering its life-giving inscriptions. Mm. Um, simple enough for a bedtime short. Uh, simple enough for a bedtime story, sure. But a little bit of extra digging will show that there's more to the golem legend than a poorly considered creation gone wrong. There are threads within the many golem stories that link back to mysticism and hidden knowledge, while others discuss the meaning of what it is to be alive. Many more hinge on the hubris of people, even very wise and respected ones, who think that they can take on the creative work of God and come out unscathed. And on a more practical level, the golem has since grown into a figure of Jewish resistance and strength, given that many tales have it protecting vulnerable Jewish communities throughout the ages. The history of the golem, in short, rich, complicated, and ripe for investigation. Mmm, that's so cool. Yeah, so, like, right off the bat, like, um, just kind of giving, like, a little intro to, like, what, um, is going on. That was, like, a big thing that came up when I was doing this research, was I actually didn't know that the golem was based in Jewish folklore. I yeah, no I didn't know. Not I mean, a clue. I barely know what it is. In the, I haven't, hadn't learned about it before. Like, I've seen mm-hmm. imagery, but I didn't know, like, it was used as a protective thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you no. said Gatorade. I'm trying to get my drink. I'm going to just leave it right here. <laughs> Quench my thirst. Quench your thirst. Home skizzle. But yeah, no. Um, I didn't realize that either. But every time I was doing it, um, I believe it'll go a little more in depth. Uh, so I don't want to get too, too into it. But mm-hmm. um, basically, golems were created to help protect Jewish communities from harm. That's um, really nice. Yeah, so it was a very, um, it's a very interesting thing, because I didn't realize that they, um, that the Jewish community had tales of, like, creatures like that that were meant to, like, protect them. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, yeah, so, 
going in. Uh, this is the Tales of the Golem going back to the very beginning. So in its earliest, simplest form, Golem is a descriptive word used to refer to being that's half-formed. According to the Jewish Encyclopedia and some interpretations of early Jewish texts, Adam himself is referred to as a golem. Oh. Because he's not a man made out of mud wrecking havoc in uh, paradise. Instead, the term refers to his first few hours as a shapeless mass mm. long before his limbs were formed or he was granted a soul by God. It makes sense given that he was said to have been shaped from the clay of the earth. Wow, that's cool. Okay. Right? I like that's so like uh what a fun take. Right? To on think it. About. Yeah. Yeah, cuz um I think that's where like a lot of this comes from too is like using the clay of the earth to make life again mm-hmm. if it was uh created from Adam. Yeah. Um yeah. So other religious texts like the Bible briefly refer to the embryos still growing in the womb as golems. Mm. Again, referencing their half-formed pre-human nature. Um, Psalms 139.16 says, Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect. The word substance in some versions is also translated as golem. Okay. So, yeah. So, Mm. golem, like, basically is just, like, a referring to, like, a beginning of life. Like, um, that's where, like, its original intent came from. It's just, Mm -hmm. like, uh, in between of, like, not fully living but mm-hmm. not fully created. It's like a weird, like, I'm a lot, like, it's almost like a purgatory. Situation. Yeah, the in-between of, like, existing. Of, of, of existing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, huh. uh, the Jewish virtual library notes that some portions of the, uh, Talmud, Talmud? The Talmud? Uh, mm-hmm. hint at golems that were made not by the Almighty, but by very learned humans like the prophet Jeremiah. Then again, there's also the chance that these very early legends aren't referring to a man that's made out of clay and animated by magic, but are instead talking about a metaphorical spiritual transformation. And it's important to note that while Adam was said to be created by God and so imbued with a soul, golems created even by the holiest and wisest of men lack that divine spark. Mm. So what makes Adam different is that like, he, is not, uh, he was created by God. Yeah. Like, these are, like, people trying to almost, like, play God in that sense of, like, can they create life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the next part is the golem really began as a Jewish folklore figure. So if we're not talking about linguistic details or literary flair, then the figure of the speechless clay-based golem doesn't really appear until long after uh, the Talmud Uh, had established itself as a religious document and even after the newer Bible gained a foothold amongst Christians. For the concept of a creature made from soil created by humans and meant to serve them, we'll need to turn to Zephyr Yetzari, or the Book of Creation. This is one of the earliest known books to deal with Jewish mysticism and Mm. secret knowledge. Um, Which again, it's just like so interesting to know that there's been all this folklore um, with them, like with like the Jewish community entire time yeah it's nice to hear from like a different i don't know just like a different place i don't Mm -hmm. know like a different folklore story because i feel like you hear a lot of the same strange Mm -hmm. like folklore stories from the the different places we never hear anything from like the jewish community yeah no exactly it's it's very interesting because i feel like also um we don't have like we don't also don't cover a lot of folklore that deals with a lot of other religions too too much. Yeah, like, I think I talked about like the um, 
the craziness of that, like, one book on the Campfire Stories episode. But, like, we don't really cover a lot of, um, mm-hmm. like, religious folklore or mythical creatures that come from it too, too much. There so. was, what was the one? Maybe it was part of the Campfire Stories where you were showing those images. Yeah, that was the Campfire That was one. Campfire. Um, what, do you know what creature that was? Let me look. I don't remember the name of the creatures, but, oh, the Book of Miracles was the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that was one that had, like, biblical roots it's just interesting to hear something from a whole different perspective right it's nice it's refreshing yes um all right so uh let's see here um yes so uh this is one of the earliest known books to deal with jewish mysticism and secret knowledge per Mm britannica.com um except that zephyr yetzeri uh, itself won't have a ton of direct information about the nature of golems. Instead, as the Jewish virtual library notes, we'll have to turn to Rabbi Nickel. It's Rabbi Nicole, basically. Like, Nickel Rabbi. Rabbi Nicole. <laughs> Rabbi Nicole. Rabbi Nickel? Rabbi Nickel. Rabbi Nickel. Rabbi Nickel. Rabbi Nickel. Rabbi Nickel. I think I got it. <laughs> you did great. Words are great. You did I good. promise everybody I read this beforehand. Maybe I should have, uh, no. Sounded out everywhere. Listen, you know. you're trying. You're <laughs> trying. If anyone's mad, Logan's sorry. Logan's trying. Robin Nickel. This is so side tangent for a second, but I feel like also like on my cases, I get very uh I get very uh um was it uh ambitious with some of yeah. them. Like, yeah, I'll be able to what is that like that one episode we did that was almost like fully like Greek and like French? I was like, oh yeah, I'll be. Fine. You said yeah, I can say these words. What was it the man like the uh the man with the iron mask or whatever? Wasn't that there was like old French, French names or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you do good as long as you're saying the names confidently and apologetically. Mm-hmm. Then who's gonna be mad? Exactly. The thing, That's how we've gotten this far in this podcast. Yeah. Do it with confidence. You'll the thing is, you know that you could be doing it wrong, but you're trying. And that's what matters. <laughs> and that's what matters. That's what matters. You're trying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so on this text, actually, um, religious leaders added their own gloss to the original text, which appeared to contain a pretty clear definition of a golem amongst them, mm-hmm. along with less clear instructions for making one. Most interpretations of uh, Zephyr Yetzirai's Guide to Creating a Golem center on forming a human shape out of clay or dirt mm-hmm. and using the hidden name of God to bring the figure to life, mm-hmm. or at least its strange half-life. And it's pretty clear that while the original mystical texts of Judaism don't necessarily contain a ton of information about golems, the creature has since gained quite a life in the Jewish folklore and oral traditions of Europe and beyond. That's such a creepy idea. Of, like, like, forming clay in, like, a human mm-hmm. form and then saying stuff to bring it to life. Yeah, like, it just right? reminds me so much and, like, it reminds me so much of Chucky the doll. And, like, I know you're not building mm-hmm. – well, maybe Chucky – what was the situation with him? I know there was a curse that was, like, said over him to make him evil. Yeah. But I don't remember that whole situation. But I know, like, he became evil. Yeah. And, no. like, maybe in, like, the old, old ones there was something about – I remember, like, a scene in the factory. I really don't remember. But I want to know. Because that's what it's reminding me of. The Chucky doll. Yeah, it's also reminding me of the, like, Slappy the Dummy stuff also. Yeah. Like, seeing, like, the incantation yeah. that came with him on the thing. To bring him to life to make him evil. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, this is a spoiler for a recent Goosebumps book. But I guess, mm-hmm. like, one of the ways Slappy comes to life in one of the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm also on 
his phone to me lately. I've been like watching a bunch of like videos about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the things was that like I guess this one girl already knew who Slappy was mm-hmm. and was freaking out because her one brother was pretending he came back to life. So she read the incantation, thinking that he actually came back to life. No, and then like away. It's like okay, he's like God now. And then it was literally like he was never alive. She's the one who awoke. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? I'm gonna get you a slappy dummy and do that. Do not. I'm gonna do it. Do not. Oh my god, no! I'm so scared of puppets. That's why, like, mm-hmm. again, like I, I don't know why I thought I was ambitious enough to do the Robert the doll episode. Sorry, Robert. Listen, um, I've never liked dolls. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. They've always freaked me out. And then when I was little, my older brother had had a Chad doll, and I'm pretty sure I told the story on the podcast before. That he had had a Chucky doll and he pretended to do the incantation when we were little and he moved it around the house with the knife. Oh my god. And convinced us that the doll was living and was trying to kill us because he had did the incantation on it. And I don't even think, I don't even think he remembers that he did it. But I. You're like, I remember. Listen, I was like four or five. Yeah. Watching those movies, shouldn't have, we've gone over this. But (laughs) seeing that doll move around traumatized me. And then I didn't like, I didn't really like baby dolls and stuff after that either because I was like, well, they're going to kill me. Thanks. You you go to an antique store and you just start crying. Yeah. Well, that's what Kaleidoscope, her being afraid of dolls, that was based on my fear. Oh, yeah, I'm wearing your sweater right Yeah, now. thank you. Shout out to my sharp now, Kaleidoscope. Welcome. But yeah, dolls dolls ain't it. Robert the doll, not it. Not it. And we, we said goodbye to him, right? He's not going to come. He's not going to be. Sorry, is it Robert. There you go. I forgot his name. But yeah, no, Um, I wonder if like, I, I don't know for sure because I feel like incantations mm-hmm. of bringing things to life have been a thing, like, probably as early as like anything but like yeah. i wonder if like um golems could have like added to that at all because like this is like saying that it could goes back like a really long time like back to like the creation like of adam so yeah. it's literally like so interesting to think like that could have been the start the of start it. of like incantations to bring something to life that's inanimate well also um, just the idea of like literally building it from clay creating some sort of humanoid figure thing mm-hmm and making life from that that's so creepy yeah also it um it i don't know if there was any sort of connection here but if it had any sort of connection to like voodoo dolls and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like creating life in like inanimate objects like that yeah but mm, when i was doing freaky. this article research too a lot of people um referenced uh full metal alchemist as like, okay. a big inspiration um not a big like uh, Full Metal Alchemist was super inspired by, like, golems and, like, Jewish folklore. That oh, stuff. okay. Because Full Metal Alchemist is, like, this idea of, like, using, like, alchemy to bring, like, creatures to life and, like, golem things. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Full Metal Alchemist. That's just kind of what I was, like, researching and people were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's also a book, right? I don't know, actually. It's an anime. I know that much. It's a very popular okay. anime. Okay. Very, very popular one. But, yeah. Interesting. So, this next subject, speaking of incantation to bring it to life, Ooh. this is called, how are you supposed to make a golem anyway? Great. Now people are going to be trying this at home. Do yeah. not try this at home. All right, everyone. This is the part of the podcast where you go outside, you get a nice big bucket of dirt. Great. Mold a cool. person out, and we'll show you how to do it. I'm scared. <laughs> it's a how-to from, like, <laughs> high school or middle school. We summon a golem right now, like, <laughs> outside. It's, like, walking up to our place. Yeah. Like, hey, golem. <laughs> How to make a golem. Open your front door. Walk down the stairs. Keep walking. Grab some dirt. What if he, what if he, what if, uh, the golem <laughs> creates from this part comes in and he, like, puts the headphones on and goes... 
Yeah, he just starts moaning. <laughs> yeah, he does that. Wait, uh, oh no. I'm the golem. Like, I'm on the, I'm on the podcast. You're the golem? Do you want me to moan yeah. for you? No, I, no, I'm the golem. You have to ask me a question. Okay. Hey, golem, how are you? What's new? You big fan of the podcast, golem. Stop, why is that it wasn't even literally, that, was really good. that literally sounded like the world is moaning. Uh, I'm afraid. What's your middle name? That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, making a golem is a tricky process that's almost impossible to get right. Okay, so we gotta be, we gotta be gentle yeah. with this. So now, now, now we've already messed up by making fun of them. Um, Great. Uh, even Great for the most careful holy people to take on the task. That's us. I'm we're so most, holy. We're the most holy people. I've been called holy. You, you are. You're, uh, you're nice, you are a nice religious girl. I'm a nice Christian girl. <laughs> grew up in a Christian household. I love my God. <laughs> um, and uh, going by the various legends of the golem that have been successfully brought into the world, you might regret creating one anyway. Great. What if it's a nice one? It could be a nice one. Like, I be think friendly. if we were to make a golem, we would make the first nice one. Mm-hmm. Like, the first, like, there would be nothing wrong with it. I think I know what I'm thinking of. Oh, my gosh. What? Is it like the movie, uh, t- t- Toy Soldiers? Is that what it's called? Maybe. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my I gosh. Toy Soldier. I don't know. Oh, I-, I need to look it up after. Oh, my gosh. If anyone knows what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, that's sorry. I'm having more. I'm having, yes, look soldier? it up right now. Okay. Did you ever watch that movie when the toys come to life? It's not Toy Story. And like the Did the, this movie come the first soldiers melt. This comes before. Is it have like the little army guy? Toy soldier movie. <laughs> Not the song. Toy soldier. No, that's what came up. Small soldiers, you mean? Small, yeah, tiny. Small Wait, let me see what it looks like. Does it have the it's little a GI Joe's name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I think I have seen this. Actually. Oh my gosh, and they melt. Uh huh. I feel like that's what I'm thinking of. Like something yeah. like that made from dirt. Sorry, you were saying. It's just like my brain was like, no, this okay. is the answer to what you're looking for, well, Tiffany. Well, this kind of looks like a golem. This clip right here. The, that's what I'm Gorgorites. saying. That's what I'm saying. Those guys. Well, part of the reason I want to do this case, too, is because I really like claymation also. And yeah. since this has to do with clay and like, bringing things to life, I was kind of like, ooh. You okay. said, here we are. Yeah. All so right. what's the next step in the process <laughs> to make one of these uh, little guys? But if you're really interested, there are some instructions out there in texts like the mystical Zephyr Yetzirah and Ooh. Rabbi's commentaries therein. Per the Jewish virtual library, these usually start off with a directive to shape a human form out of soil or clay mm-hmm. to either alone or with a group of similar holy and learned people, just you and I, mm-hmm. uh, need to then walk learned. around. We have to walk around the lifeless form, chanting the incantations made up of letters from the Hebrew alphabet. And okay. also the secret name of God. I, I've heard of that before. Yahweh? About What's the secret, the secret name, name of God? God? Um, Look it up. <laughs> we do it Google's after Google's gonna know. <laughs> what would it be? My guess is like a Yahweh or like a... But maybe a Jewish well, maybe, secret name. Maybe it. Maybe it's not... Uh, maybe it's not... Uh... Oh, I need to know. What's the secret name? Does it say Yahweh as one of them? Yeah. That's wait, what I... I think so. Yahweh. But it's like spelled like... Y-H-W-H. Yeah. Um, but I think it also could be, like, one of those, like, secret things that they don't want us to fully know. Like, it might be, like, inside of those letters, too. Or, like, like in one of the um, Jewish texts. Yes. I don't know what yes. I'm trying to say. No, that's what I was thinking. Like, the Hebrew scrolls or something, too. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, they don't want that word to get out also, which kind of adds to, like, the legend of it. Also. I want to know. <laughs> they said, we got to keep this a secret. People are going to bring evil things to life. 
Yeah, so as the Golem Redux notes, mm-hmm. um, which I'm going to click on that. Yeah, the Golem okay. Redux is a, um, it's a book just like all about like uh, the Golems and how they came to be and everything mm. as well, which is a very interesting thing. Uh, but some variations in the, go- uh, the Golem Redux, some variations of these instructions also say that you need to inscribe certain letters onto the Golem. Oh. I have heard of that before. Okay. Usually spelling out a met or truth on the creature's mm-hmm. forehead. And when the golem inevitably gets frighteningly strong and starts to run out of your control, erasing a single single letter in that sequence changes the word to mean death instead. <gasps> so Weird. going from truth to death. Um, otherwise, you might write God's name on a bit of paper and place it into the golem's mouth. To subdue an unruly golem made in its way, you simply need to get close to the raging, powerful creature and remove the tiny scrap of parchment from its mouth. Mm. So I have heard of that before. I have heard about needing to, like, scribe certain letters and codes onto things to bring something to life, like, mm-hmm. or incantations. It's just something I've seen before. Oh, like, okay. Um, yeah, I've never heard that. You've never heard of that no. before, really. But I think I kind of, um... This is, like, a weird example of that, but, like, it kind of gives me, uh, one of, like, a good example maybe to think of is, like, Code Lyoko. You know how, like, the monsters in it? Have you seen Code Lyoko? No. Code Lyoko's so good. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a simple girl. This is so veered off to the side, but Code Lyoko Mm -hmm. is, it was a cartoon Mm -hmm. from Cartoon Network back in 2005. Throwback. And basically, it is them, it's these, like, little alien creatures Mm-hmm. Down the line. Uh, it's these kids who have to fight all these bugs in like a video game okay and they're all like claymation like because it's like a video game thing mm-hmm. um can you pull up an image yes i'm very um, image driven for childhood yes. stuff i feel like people can give me a name of yes. something and i'm like i really couldn't tell you but, but if i see it i'm gonna know but the reason i bring it up is because mm-hmm. a lot of the monsters inside of code lyoko have like a little symbol on them or like an incantation uh, so, like, that stuff. I feel like I've seen that in commercials, but I don't think I ever watched that. No. Oh, my God. Like, Could I've seen that so graphic, good. that little thing, but I've never seen that show. Send me a message on Instagram if anyone wants to talk about Code Lyoko. It changed Cold, my childhood. if you want to talk about small soldiers, let me know. Yeah, but, like, even here, look at this. This thing called Colossus. It literally looks like a golem. Aw, it's cute. But, yeah, no, I've seen that before, <laughs> just, like, that idea of, like, ancient texts onto monsters or creatures. Like, mm-hmm. using it to, like, bring power or whatnot. Um, I like the idea of, like, the paper in the mouth, too. I feel like I've heard of that before somewhere, too. I can't think of a piece of media where I've seen that happen, but I can vividly see it in my brain. I will say, a piece of media that I've seen it in would be, um, it's just called The Patient, and it's on... Oh, you've been wanting me to watch I want that. Lo- I finally finished it, and there was a brief thing where it had something similar to that. I'm not going to give anything away. About golems? No, about a piece of paper in the mouth. Oh. And it does have a lot of roots in uh, Judaism, so. Oh, really? Yeah, like there's a lot of. No way. Yeah, a lot of the subtext is Jewish huh. stuff because okay. uh, Steve Carell's character is a Jewish man. And oh. he's also Jewish, I believe, in real life, but his oh. character. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to give it a watch then. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Now, this is the thing. You're like, finally, now I'll watch it. I've been trying <laughs> now, to convince you. Now that you. it suits me. Now that it I'll suits it. me. Now that I've discovered this show. Uh, <laughs> you seen this little underground show? It's called uh, The Patient. 
Uh, so the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, one of the oldest tales of a man of a man-made golem, and it comes mm. from Poland. Ooh, that's fun. So, among scholars, the oldest known story of a soil-based golem made by humans uh, comes to us from Poland, specifically uh, Kelm, a Polish town where in the 16th century legend maintains that a rabbi, Elijah Balshin, created the infamous golem of uh, Kelm. According to a video released by um, uh, Sensory Shroni Bajik, mm. uh, Rabbi Sheen was incredibly wise and well-educated religious leader who was also exceedingly well-versed in a mystical Kabbalah tradition. Mm. He was so well-educated, it seems that he created a clay-based golem to serve and protect the Jewish people of Kelm, but mm. setting off a narrative streak that would last for centuries. Um, so, right off the bat... Uh, I talked about this in the beginning of the episode, but, like, mm-hmm. golems, like, were made to protect uh, the Jewish community and the people because of all the, um, obviously, the discrimination and the hate that is towards the Jewish community. It was yeah. supposed to be this um, way of, like, protecting them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the folklore is just, like, oh, we have nothing to fear because we have this, like, giant human clay-based creature protecting yeah. us from this harm's way. And you can already tell this guy already has, like, some of the boxes to create this thing because mm-hmm. he's well-read and he's very religious. Yes, so, like, very holy. Very yeah. wise, they were saying, also. Mm-hmm. Um, but setting off a narrative streak that would last for centuries, the golem proved to follow instructions too literally. When asked to collect wood, for instance, the golem attempted to chop down an entire forest. Mm-hmm. The golem was also seen to be growing larger and stronger than it had originally been created for. Uh, to fix the problem, uh, Rabbi Sheen was at least still able to use his smarts to end the golem's existence. Mm-hmm. The golem redux reports that in the legend, the rabbi asked the ever taller golem to lean down and help the rabbi remove his shoes. Rabbi Sheen quickly wiped away the letter um, A left from the golem's forehead, turning a met truth to mean death instead. And in some versions, the rabbi survives, while in others, he is crushed by the weight of the falling, insensible golem, and also metaphorically by his own hubris. Oh, that's deep. I, I That's so interesting to think about. I, I'm i sorry, but there's just, like, so funny about, like, the golem <laughs> being like, hey, go chop some wood. And he, he just... He goes, okay, I'll chop down the whole <laughs> forest. I think that's so wholesome. Can you imagine, like, if we made a golem here and, like, mm-hmm. uh... Pennsylvania, and then, like, we said, go chop a, like, a thing down, <laughs> and then it uh, cuts down all of Appalachia. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, well, you tried. I can't imagine. That Aww, is so funny. It makes me sad that, like, the rabbi wanted to kill him, and did yeah. in some aspects. Like, one of the versions, I guess it dies, but... Yeah, well, that's the thing, is, like, it's kind of on this, like, fence of, like, does it actually have, like, because it's sentient, does it mean it has a personality or can it feel? Yeah. It's, like, a lot of debate of, like, if a golem can actually, if it's only meant to just take, like, the one command, because, like, it yeah. said, go chop wood, it doesn't understand the, like, actual boxes of what it means to just chop one thing of wood. Yeah, well, the thing is, I'd you still know? be sad. He just, it's just, like, like, you know? BFG vibes. Big friendly giant. Oh yeah. Oh, and oh. I'm like, oh, you can't kill the BFG. Yeah. That's so sweet. Um. So this is the next golem story here. This is the mm. one about a golem that was set in Prague. Ooh. So ultimately, there's no escaping the most prevalent and often retold story of the golem of Prague. Um. In fact, 
The golem in question is so well known that it's hard to visit Prague without seeing his image somewhere. Mm. According to the New York Times, people can see a golem musical uh, dine at the golem restaurant and buy any number of different golem figurines. I think we oh, have to go. Oh, I need to like... I think we need to did go. Did they got this uh, soundtrack on Spotify? I sure hope so. I'm going to be listening to it <laughs> immediately. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, yeah, wait. That's probably golem a musical. whole vibe. Golem musical. I need to know more. Okay, 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 okay. Come on. Golem West End. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, Can you play a little clip of that? I don't think we're so. not. We're not going to get like, copywritten. No, there's just like a tour trailer for it. Oh, so boo. Boo. I want to hear it. After yeah. the show. After the after show. After the show, we can do the little. We can put it on our story then when we post the episode on our Instagram. Oh, we could. That's true. I'm so excited. Um, But the Jewish Quarterly Reviews argues that the story of Prague's golem is heavily influenced by the earlier tale of the golem of Chelm, of Chelm from Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, only this time, the rabbi at the center of the tell is Rabbi uh, Judah Lowe, a real man who was so renowned for his learning that he gained the title of Maharal, derived from his status as a respected teacher. Mm-hmm. As the story generally goes, Rabbi Lowe um, created the golem to serve the Jewish community of the 16th century Prague, which was best, uh, which was beset by the anti-Semitism uh, that they were facing. Mm-hmm. He took clay from a nearby river and built the golem inscribing a met on the creature's forehead, and the golem went on to do both mundane and wondrous things. That's just like me. <laughs> I do the same thing. I wake up and do mundane and, and wondrous, wondrous things, things every day. Wow. I wake You're up stunning. and do my silly tasks and go to bed. You said it's time to do my day, <laughs> and you do your day and you're done. Uh, he took, yes, so, um, yeah, so from protecting the people in the Jewish community to summoning the spirits of those who were long dead. Uh, eventually the golem went on a rampage, tearing apart the Jewish community, and Lois forced to smear the clay inscription met. Um, mm. This remains of that golem are rumored to be in the attic of the city's old new synagogue, which still wow. stands to this very day. So you're telling me that stuff could still be there? Yeah, like it's saying that they, <gasps> they, the they think that the remains of the golem are in the attic of the synagogue right now. Like we could go to Prague and Wow. You want to go? Oh my god, vlog squad. Vlog squad. But yeah, no, so Ooh. this this one, I guess, is like basically saying like one of the biggest things that happened, like why this story is so popular is I guess because like there was this idea that the golem went like crazy and was like destroying the city. Wow, like, it's unfortunate like, that like it was created with a purpose to protect and it turned, mm-hmm. not necessarily turned, but like it didn't understand its power, it seems like, and yeah. became a Well, threat. that's hard. It's like, it's not fully... Because, like, in my opinion, from how these stories are sounding and, like, how we're supposed to think Golem in a cryptid way, is yeah. that Golems are supposed to um, not be... Self-aware? Yeah, self-aware. Sentient, whatever like, you I'm called thinking it. in cryptology, yeah. Golems are not fully sentient or understanding. Yeah, so, like, it's just big and not doesn't know its impact. Yeah. Oh, it's unfortunate that it became aggressive. I know. Um, mm. All right, so the next part is uh, this is uh, about how the golem is used as a symbol of the Jewish resistance. Mm-hmm. So in many retellings, the golem of Prague um, doesn't just fetch water or chop wood, but also stands between the Jewish people and the violent anti-Semitism like the blood lapel. Uh, per the Atlanta Jewish Times, the blood lapel was a lie concocted by fanatics 
who claimed that Jewish people used Christian blood in secret rituals. It wasn't true, of course, mm -hmm. but that didn't stop the blood labelle from spreading and being used as an excuse for real violence. At least in some legends, the golem was there to defend the, uh, the Jewish people of Prague against the lie and sometimes was able to produce supposed victims of the blood labelle. So basically, he was supposed to be this, like, protector of, like, this very, like, um, what, what's the word? Stigmatized idea of, like, what was happening around them. Mm -hmm. um, so people were, like, spreading lies saying that Jewish people were using Christian's blood for rituals? Yeah, basically. That's really messed and up. the golem was there to, like, protect people because, like, obviously that would cause, people like, hate. an outrage and hysteria, but, like, not justified in the slightest. It's just crazy um, that hate has been around for so long. It's disappointing. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy thing because, like, I think this is the first time we've done, like, a cryptid case where it's, like, yeah, it's all, like, fun and, like, silly and stuff. But, like, this one is very much more based in, like, reality, but it's also, like... And, like, big social issues yeah, big and, like... social issues. Yeah. Which it's so interesting to have, like, a creature, like, something that is used so much in modern-day pop culture. Yeah. That was, like, used as, like, a symbol of, like, resistance towards anti-semitism like, like mm -hmm. that's just so uh it, it's just so interesting to me so this is the last part we'll talk about mm -hmm. um so this is um about how the tales of the golem have been linked to frankenstein's monster <gasps> whoa right that makes so much sense mm -hmm. i don't know why we didn't think about that yeah so taken broadly there are some clear narrative parallels between classic tales of the golem and the human creature created by an unstable scientist named Victor Frankenstein. Ooh. There's no real evidence that author Mary Shelley drew upon Jewish folklore when writing her 1818 novel Frankenstein, but considering the basic plot, a brilliant human creates life that eventually grows too powerful and turns against its creator and the rest of the world. The learned rabbis of legend would probably be able to argue with Victor Frankenstein at length. And Frankenstein's monster, who named himself Adam, mm. after that initial Adam who was first made from clay, bewails his imperfect form. If the golem could speak, would he say something similar? Tablet mm. notes uh, state that there's more to this connection than surface-level similarities. However, Rabbi Lowe's involvement within the story first arose not in the 16th century, but the 19th, when people seemed to be primed to look for characters who defied the laws of Liter literary scholars and writers, not all whom were Jewish, encouraged the rise of this fantastical creation tale. It was the tale to end of the Enlightenment. After all, mm -hmm. when anything must have seemed possible, even a man made from spare body parts or simply the clay of the earth, in Prague, with its reputation for the mystical and penchant uh, for pushing boundaries, was just the right city for the Romantic-era golem to call home. So it's basically, like, saying that, like, with it being set in, like, uh, like, how, like, Prague is, like, that, like, like, 16th, like, century area. It's, like, very interesting with, like, Frankenstein and, mm -hmm. like, that city that it, like, starts in and just, like, the similarities of just, like, how the golem was created. Um, a lot of people, like, in English scholars, like they said, who are not even, like, who are not Jewish mm -hmm. literally also think. Yeah, there's actually a lot of similarities between this book and a lot of these, like, scrolls and tablets and folklore that come yeah. from the golems. So, I would love to, like, read more about the golems and then mm -hmm. go and read 
Frankenstein. Just to, like, actually see. Because it does seem like it is, like, fairly similar. Yeah. And even, like, they said there's, like, not... There's stuff under the surface when, within the book that also matches that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm intrigued to see what that exactly means. And I'm curious as to where Mary Shelley, the author, found her information. You know what I mean? No, yeah, exactly. That's what I, like, want to think about, too. Because it's just so curious to me that, um... Like this, this was like kind of happening because I feel like Frankenstein. Now that I think about it, yeah, it's like the most iconic story of something organic coming back. Mm -hmm. Well, not organic, like something like coming to life. Because Frankenstein, I think, is made up of like a bunch of different parts. It's not just like human remains, right? It's like a bunch of different things. As far as I know, and then I'm not sure what year that book was written, but it's interesting to see it in context to Judaism, especially like, that far in the past. Yeah. I'm not exactly yeah. sure of when it was written. Frankenstein but... was written January 1st of 1818. So it was early, early. Yeah, so I think that's just so intriguing. Like, it's still, like, a couple hundred years, I think, in between, but it's still kind of, like, if that's just when the folklores were, like, starting, because it said, what, it started as early as 16th century? And, like, I 16th century so. is 1700s, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't it? Yeah, it's always a year after. It's after a year after. That's how I remember math. Um, But yeah, I just find that like kind of intriguing to like think about like, because in terms of like pop culture and the things we do, yeah, give it like a hundred or two hundred years and come back to it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Find it quite interesting. Yeah. So that is all I have for that case. That is the case of the golem. What do you think? Ten out of ten. I definitely want to do more research. I feel like it was very interesting. I liked how it was wrapped in, like, actual historical truth. And I I want to say I believe golem, golems exist, but I feel like I definitely believe that what they represented exists existed. Mm. Like, the idea yeah. that people created them to feel like there was some sort of protection. Because I feel like people oh, yeah. do that now with, like, crystals or whatever kind of thing mm. makes you feel like you are protected. Like, I like the idea they had something to actually represent that. Yeah. And if there was something spirit- spiritual going on, I feel like that's even... It's nice to have something to believe in. No, yeah, I really agree with that. Like, because I think, like, it's just, um, it is for sure probably a story that was told in, like, households. Because you got to think, like, if they're, like, if, like, if there's people in the Jewish community, like, Jewish families who are, like, scared for their lives and with their kids, like, yeah. I could see, like, parents being like, don't worry, the golem will protect us tonight. Yeah. Don't worry about, like, but then also telling tales of the golem kind of going on rampages or doing these things, like, kind of shows also maybe a way of, like, like there's a reason why they're not still around like Mm -hmm. in those terms i just find it quite interesting but i guess we'll have to go to that uh synagogue attic and see if we can find let's try to bring up those little yeah remains of his clay and just try to do it ourselves this is the god complex we get from this podcast is like i think i can do anything i'm unstoppable (laughs) come on Exactly. We just got to befriend a rabbi, so if you're a rabbi and want to befriend me for some weird, strange reason, um, let's go Let's go try this, because I believe you have the power. I definitely don't, don't get the kind of power, <laughs> but I think you got it, Mr. Rabbi Guy. So let's, be, let's become friends. Let's do the thing. Let's make a golem. Let's make a golem. Let's golem. make a golem and a golem, Mr. Rabbi. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yes. So, are you ready for the next case? Did you forget yes. it was a double hitter? I did, and then I didn't, mm-hmm. but I just did, so. All right, give me a drum roll, please, late into the okay. game. Okay. The next case we're talking about at the hour mark of our episode Woo-hoo! is 
The Moon-Eyed People. The Ooh. ancient Moon-Eyed People. Have you ever heard of this one? No. No, I actually... Is this the one I saw on your screen, or is that the golem? No, that was the golem you saw. Golem. Okay, good. Um, There's a reason I want to talk about this Moon-Eyed. Um, going into it, but this is a story. All right. So, going into it. Mm -hmm. So, the Moon-Eyed People are a legendary group of short-bearded, white-skinned people who are said to have lived in the Appalachia. Okay. Um, until the Cherokee, uh, the Cherokee people expelled them. Mm -hmm. Stories about them attributed to Cherokee tradition are mentioned by early European settlers in America. And in a 1797 book called Benjamin Smith Barton explains they are called moon-eyed because they saw poorly during the day. Um, yeah, so these are mm -hmm. a little group of people, uh, just to give you a quick look at them. Mm-hmm. Are they, sh they're short? Like, how short? Like, um, gnomes? Or am I going the yeah, wrong Yeah, no, route? they're pretty short. Okay. Let me show you. I must see them. Moon okay. Interesting. And the reason I want to do this on this episode and maybe just talk about them, and maybe, like, this is how, like, maybe we don't have to get fully into this, but mm -hmm. I'm tying this back to golems. Okay. Because they, like, if you notice, that like, this is, like, a stone-like mm -hmm. depiction of them. And there's, like, a lot of people who aren't sure, like, if they could have been, like, golems or aliens or actual people. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so... Inside of this little article that I found, this article comes from, where are you? Yes, this comes from allthatsinteresting.com. Mm -hmm. So, let's see here. This The question that they pose, is the legend of the Moon-Eyed People proof that Welsh explorers landed in America more than 300 years ago before Columbus? Mm -hmm. So, deep in the woods of North Carolina once lived a group of occupants, mysterious to the indigenous people, who made contact with them, a small, pale, nocturnal race uh, found in Cherokee tradition. The so-called moon-eyed people of the Appalachian Mountains remain a legend in the area and one that still drives researchers to learn just who these people may have been. Mm. Uh, with their this is their mythic origins. Mm -hmm. So, as legend has it, the moon-eyed people were an entire race of physically small inhabitants of a wooden area near what is now known as Murphy, North Carolina. North Carolina? I know. Well, I that's why I was trying to see if there was enough to do this, because I was actually looking at North Carolina cases for Aww. a little while, and I found this one. That's cool. Right? So, the Moon-Eyed people have pale white skin and bearded faces, and they have large blue eyes. That sounds like You! Me. I was Literally, this say. sounds like me to a T. Oh my gosh. Now you just need to wait till your beard turns white. Honestly, you dye it white. Baby powder with it or oh something. my gosh! It's like when I was in Into the Woods and I had to put a bunch of baby powder in my hair to make it white. Oh my god! And teased it. It was horrendous. My hair was like this big, white and teased, <laughs> white and teased. Oh my gosh! But yeah, so um, one of the things they said too, which I found really interesting, with like the Moon-eyed people, mm -hmm. was that um. They are apparently their skin was so sensitive and their blue eyes were so sensitive that they are unable to go out in the sun. Oh. Um, and they are only able to operate by the light of the moon, hence the name Moon Eye. That's so cool. That reminds me of, uh, what the heck's the name of that movie? Where the girl, the ice, I don't, what am I even thinking of? Uh, Atlantis? Yes, 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 yes. Isn't yes, that Atlantis. something to do with the moon? Am I silly? 
No, you're right. At the end. I don't know the full plot. It's been a couple years. I know. <laughs> the last time I watched it was when we watched it at school. Remember in the cinema, cinema room? Oh my god, we, watched we did it. watch it together. Oh, <laughs> that was the oh, last I time. That. Can we break in again? Yeah, let's break into the building. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> no one arrest us. Um, the various tales <laughs> have been told over time, both ending in the expulsion of the mysterious clan and to a life of them living underground. Um, <gasps> Is this Atlantis? <laughs> Stop. Well, yeah, actually, now that now that you say that, honestly, it might be. Also makes me wonder, what if all the golems are underground, too? Like, if one of them's in the attic, who say they're not all hanging out? What if the golems oh and the Moon Eyed people are all hanging out That's together? so cute. They're BFFs. Um, BFFs. But one legend finds the Moon-Eyed people driven from their home by the Creek tribe from the south. The mm-hmm. story goes that the Creek waited until the light of the full moon became even too bright for the nocturnal cave dwellers to face, mm. ambushed them in their weak moment, and drove them from their homeland into the parts of the unknown. Oh. Um, another account sees the Cherokee people themselves fighting the Moon-Eyed people towards the west, into what is now Tennessee. Imagine that the Moon Eyed people are just running around Tennessee. Oh my gosh. They're in Nashville. They're out of the bars. They're just vibing. <laughs> are we sure the uh, Cherokee people weren't just like kicking white people off their land? Well, that's like a part of it. Like, yeah. also, it's like people like aren't sure like if these are like other settlers because they're saying that like um, they're like shorter people. So people mm-hmm. keep going, oh, they're aliens. They're this, they're that. But um, just the descriptions of some of them are so like interesting, and especially with the head shape. People yeah, kind of feel like they might have been uh, otherworldly or not uh, not human. Okay. Okay, I was gonna say because it kind of seems like some sort of metaphor for mm. like white people being awful and stealing people's land and right. But but like if you think about it too, like there's accounts of this like 300 years before like a lot of like yeah. settle, settling happened, mm-hmm. um, which I think is just so interesting too because it's like was it another like did this group of people actually, like, come to the, like, Americas, or was mm-hmm. it something else? They do kind of sound alien-y. Like, it kind of right? reminds me of, you ever watched, like, Ancient Aliens, and they have, mm-hmm. like, they show all, like, the old stones with the faces. Very and that. This is reminding me of Ancient Aliens Very from that. the History Channel. <laughs> right? Oh. Um, while many are quick uh, to assume that this legend is one of many uh, found in Cherokee folklore, one glaring distinction remains. Mm-hmm. Unlike many supernatural entities found in Cherokee mythology, the, Cher- the Cherokee referred to the Moon-Eyed people as a separate race of people found inhabiting the Earth at the oh. same moment as them, in a time before Columbus would even discover, quote, quotes, discover mm-hmm. the Americas. Um, the physical difference between these indigenous people and their light-skinned counterparts immediately suggests to many that the mysterious Moon-Eyed tribe descended from a group of white settlers who eventually landed themselves in the Appalachian Mountains. Mm. So that's um, kind of, like, where, like, the spectacle comes from. They're not sure, like... It, it's just very interesting, because the Cherokee people are saying, no, this look... They look nothing like us. There's, like... They, they do not look similar to yeah. us as humans. So they're um, saying, like, um, they've seen no white people before, because it's pre-Columbus, but they're mm-hmm. definitely not, like... Yeah. You and I white. They are different yes, they are species. like white. Like, like, um, I know everyone can't see, like, on the podcast right now, but, like, like this white cabin or something. They're saying they are, like, yeah. solid color. Like, no pigment. More of, like, an iridescent or, like, not iridescent, but, like. Yeah, like a solid, like, white. Like, kissed by the moon almost. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, that's just the most interesting part because it's, like, they're saying, like, no, this is not, like, up 
this is not just like a different color of a person. This is just a completely separate race to us. Yeah. Like like not like out of the human race. And I'm gonna say something. I don't think this is something offensive, but if it is, I'm sorry. But I don't know much about like um like al people who are albino. Mm-hmm. Would that be something that their skin would it's look possible? Because Maybe, I don't yeah. know much about like people who are albino. So I'm sorry if that's mm-hmm. insensitive, but I know that well, like a big group of people that were like. Yeah. Also. Like, maybe there's some sort of tie in that, but, like, a different variation. Yeah. Well, this is where um, the next part comes in. This is where one of the theories lands about, like, it being people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, a look back at the late um, um, 1100s, that's a weird word to say, (laughs) um, may help to provide answers. Or, pending your view, add yet another layer to the mystery of the Moonite people. Mm -hmm. According to a 16th century manuscript published by a wealth antiquarian, uh, Humphrey Lloyd, a Welshman by the name of Prince uh, Modoc, was believed to have sailed from Wales across the Atlantic to what is now Mobile Bay, Alabama in the year um, um, 1171. Yep, I said that right. You did. Um, you did. 1171. <laughs> uh, legend has it, upon arriving, Modoc and his crew ventured north along the Alabama River toward the Tennessee Valley and were never heard from again. Oh. Years later, early explorers discovered a unique tribe of Welsh-speaking Native Americans mm. known as the Mondain, who, with lighter skin and a language reminiscent of Welsh, were believed to be direct descendants of the Modoc expedition. Ooh. Uh, whether they were, in fact, the first white settlers to reach the shores of the United States or not, details of their inhabitation may possibly remain along the rivers traveled and the mountains they supposedly called home. Mysterious mounds and rock uh, fortifications remain in the expanses of the Appalachian Mountains, all without a doubt of man-made substances. Um, a soapstone carving of conjoined figures remains on display at the Cherokee County Historical Museum, which is that mm-hmm. that's the image I showed you. Mm-hmm. Um, and although its physical presence can be witnessed in plain sight, the mystery behind its formation remains even after all this time. Believed to be centuries old, the effigy was apparently carved out by the taping of another rock, eventually revealing a two-headed figure with round eyes too large for their faces. Oh. Although found in Murphy, North Carolina in the early 1840s, the figure believed to depict the moon-eyed people themselves only recently went on display for public viewing as early as 2015. Wow. So, that was a lot to take in, but, like, it is just, it's very weird because this is, like, what the, like, uh, the, like, Cherokee people were saying what looked like them. Wow. Like, they're, like, this is a, this is a very old stone carving of what they said the Moon-Eyed people were. And they're short, their heads are stubby, their eyes are so big. It does look very alien-y. Yeah. Like, the shape and everything. So, it's just interesting of, like, is it artistic choice and it was, like, these Welsh, like, settlers from, like, a long time ago? Mm -hmm. Or is this something completely different and both things coexist? Like, are they the same thing or do they coexist? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that, this is so hard to say Mm -hmm. because I feel like so much of our history is just left unknown. Like... To be to be this mystery person, mm-hmm. a lot of our history is a mystery yeah. because it was undocumented. Like right. especially, and then in the U.S., I feel like so much of our history is so whitewashed. And you hear like Absolutely. growing up, you literally hear the same stories mm-hmm. over and over and over and over. But you like get more in depth mm-hmm. with some of them. Exactly. But then there's whole parts of chunks of history we just never learn about. 
Yeah. And unless you go, like, researching on your own or you take some, like, advanced history courses past your normal high school, you're not going to learn any of this stuff. Right. And some of it's just undocumented, so we're not going to learn it anyway. But it's, like, stuff like this. It's, like, well, why do we never learn about any of this? Yeah, no, exactly. It's, like, why have I never heard about, like, uh, like, the idea that there may have been, like, other, like, uh white people here like before we were like, like yeah like what pre 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 trash columbus pre-col- man 300 years earlier they're yeah saying. 300 years earlier from when columbus quote-unquote discovered and Americas. like there could have been plenty of people prior that literally yeah. came to the americas prior to him but yeah, we're never no. gonna hear nothing because he's probably the person that they documented is yeah. the person they documented first so it's know. just like yeah. oh it's so frustrating it's like i, I want to know because this genuinely is a mystery this could be people or it could, mm-hmm. it could straight up be aliens it could be literally anything but we yeah. wouldn't know we're never actually gonna find well, out there's proof of like the welsh thing like happening like there's proof that they are like that like there were there were welsh people like at that like bay they said like in uh alabama i think it's yeah said. it's just like very intriguing because it's just like again like wh- are they both the same thing are they not like there's just so many like questions around this which is why like i wanted to talk about it because i thought yeah. it was just kind of interesting how it's also, like, this idea that's, like, so mm-hmm. intact almost. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like going back to the idea that, like, it could be some sort of, like, albino people, but, mm-hmm. like, from, like, yeah. further back from a different place, yeah. it could be, like, shorter Yeah, I mean, it's possible they're just, they were being. just all short. Yeah. Like, but, like, what is short, like... To them. To them also. Like, what if, like, uh... I don't know, just, like, throwing, like, theories out there. Like, I don't actually have any validity behind this, but, like, to the Cherokee people, were they, like, much taller than them, but, like, were these Welsh people, like, five foot two or something, you know? Like, yeah. were they short people to them? Like, not actually, like, three foot tall. But yeah. to them, they were like, oh, these, they are tiny little It's things, also, like, how many you know? of them were there? Were it just a family of really exactly. short people? Mm-hmm. Like, was it me? Was it a bunch of me? Was it real was short? A bunch of you? You're the moon eyed people. That would make sense. That checks Confirmed. Out. I don't have blue eyes though. Tiffany's the. I also. And what I'm if moon eyed people are, are like? What if we're both fans of the moon? Oh my we're gosh. actually aliens the whole time. I actually my eyes hurt a little bit when I look at the sun. That's what I'm saying. Because they're so clear. Well, it, like, that's the only the reason time. I was thinking of like albino people because like they can't go in the sun too much. As mm-hmm. far as like my understanding, and same with the sensitivity of the eyes. It hurts, and, yeah. Yeah, like that's my only understanding of like maybe there's some sort of tie there, but mm. it it's also hard because the height thing. Yeah, no, but, exactly. I don't know. It's just so hard to pinpoint because we know nothing about people who existed that far, like in the like the past. Mm-hmm. Like there could have been different types of people. Yeah, exactly. Sizes, I don't know. Exactly, yeah. It's whack. I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's frustrating because I want to know more. I know. And there's no way I can unless some sort of huge historical <laughs> And also, the idea that that literally came out in 2015, where was this hiding? It makes you wonder, yeah. what other historical things Why are we just being... Why was sooner? What, what right? else are we being hidden from? Like, what right? else in history is just like, we don't know, but someone else knows it, and they're keeping it from us. No, exactly. Not to get conspiracy here. No, exactly. But that's so frustrating that there's so many hidden secrets out there and we just, they don't want us to know. They don't want us to know. Exactly. That's a and bummer. It's just, well, it goes back again to like the beginning of the episode with like the golem stuff too. It's yeah. like, I feel like I had no idea that it was a Jewish folklore thing. No. Never in my life. Never because knew. they just say, hey, white people learn the white stuff. That makes me so mad. <laughs> that, that like brings fury yeah. to me. Like genuinely. Because yeah. there's so many different cultures. You just, they don't mm-hmm. teach you in 
I don't know, exactly, PA yeah. school. Like, and that's why I wanted to cover both of these. That's why, like, even though, unfortunately, like, uh, the Moon Knight people got the short end of the stick, that was pretty much it also. Like, there's not yeah. a lot of other information out there except for mm-hmm. those things. Like, there's a couple little stories here and there, but, like, it didn't, it doesn't take or add too yeah. much. Um, so that's the reason why I, like, connected these two because I feel like it is just both, like, both of these, like, folklore things are things I've never heard of before, but mm-hmm. they're both still, like, very significant, like, uh, culture things mm-hmm. like and it's just that it's really interesting that they're not talked about more like, yeah especially with like them being like pop culture stuff especially like for people who love like alien stuff i'm surprised yeah. more people don't talk about the moon-eyed people at yeah. all yeah and i just love the name moon-eyed people that's so cool it's a really cute name mm-hmm. that's why i was like Ooh, it's a moon-eyed people mm-hmm. but yes i love both of these i feel like i just love the idea of you bringing two different cultures yeah. into the idea yeah. of mystery stuff and i really liked definitely it. more niche like folklore thing i was trying to do yeah also, like because who, who's thinking about doing golems on a mystery podcast yeah <laughs> also if there's any uh jewish people out there who have any more information about golems that you might have heard stories from yeah. like ever throughout your family or you just know the information please reach out to us yeah because i'd love to hear more from like something authentic like not that you're not authentic but like yeah actual people who are jewish like i'd love to hear your side of it and what like you've grown up hearing not yeah, hearing what's the absolutely. tea let us know uh reach out to us either through instagram whatever you got i'm just curious i want to know more and then i want to go read frankenstein i want the tea mm-hmm. i want the tea i'm interested i, I I'm love interested. how passionate you are about both of them right now you're just like so ready to know more and it's so, i don't know so i think that it just hits the history side of me because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not super smart historically, but I want to be. And this just reminds me of like those crazy documentaries I used to watch growing up that I got so invested in, like yeah. history meets creepy stuff. Yeah. And not that either of these are super creepy, but it's just like the weird niche things I love watching. And it's it's the hitting. nail on the head of all of it, which again is like why I picked them. Too. Yeah. Like it hits Thank like that you. nice Yeah. Because I like the historical aspects. I I have always loved history, so I'm like, oh, cool. Mm. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Oh, but. Yes. I think it has come time, right? Oh, it's come time. So. It's come time. I guess uh, <sighs> the cases of the golem and the moon-eyed people will forever remain a, a mystery. mystery. Yeah. Heck yeah. Thank you guys so much for Thank watching. Thank you. I know this one was a long one. That's I tried okay. something new and I You did flopped. great. No, totally. you did not flop. This was a fun episode. <laughs> no, you did yeah. great. And if anyone out there isn't listening, well, first off, the episode's over, so you should have listened. But <laughs> uh, right. but if you did listen, thank you. If you didn't, yeah. you should have. Because right. it was a fun episode. Good job. Good um, job. If you would like, please follow us on the Instagram at the Mystery Files underscore. Yes. And you can find all of our social medias, our episodes at uh, linktree.com mm-hmm. forward slash the mystery files. The mystery files. Check us out. Be there. Be square. <laughs> and we will see you for episode four yes. of season seven, which will be back on Tiffin. Yes, it will. Can't All wait. Right. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. See you later.